0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Turn with me today, church, to the book of Proverbs chapter 3, please. Those of you who are listening and viewing by way of... Facebook or YouTube, if you'd find Proverbs 3 on your Bible or tablet, follow along, that'd be great. I'm taking a interruption from our series on spiritual warfare today as we head into these days where there's been uh, such a, an attack on God's people. The stakes are high, there are principalities and powers, demonic forces at work of destruction not only in the lives of us as individuals but in our nation. I made a decision 30 years ago almost that I would never talk about politics nor Alabama and Auburn football, can you imagine living in Alabama and making that commitment? God gave me a little wisdom 30 years ago. That saved me many times. And today I would never, ever suggest to anybody how to vote. I would tell you, please, to pray mightily for this nation. There's some things that involve the kingdom of God, and that's my only role. I, I don't, you can make up your own mind about taxation and immigration and a, and a vast host of many things, but I do want to tell you that there are forces today that are mightily at work that involve you making sure that you don't vote for a personality but for a platform. Remove personality from it and ask God, what is, what is the kingdom of God's desire? I don't know all that. I pray for the electorate of God, uh, that for God to turn the electorate of this nation in the way it should go. I'll tell you this that back in the 90s, when I was busy criticizing uh, political parties who were in the know, the Lord spoke to me and said, I can't bless you. And I obviously wanted to know that that's a pretty uh, serious thing, Bill. I wanted to know why I couldn't be blessed. And he said, because you're disobeying what I told you to do in my word, and I told you to pray for all of those who are in authority, and you're criticizing instead of praying. I received that correction. It was tough. And I made a decision not to do that anymore, so I will tell you this. Whether there's a Democrat or a Republican or whoever it is, I pray for the leaders of our nation all the time, and so should you. And I want you to know that regardless of which party remains or leaves power, God is still in control. Read the book of Daniel. Daniel says, when wicked, wicked Nebuchadnezzar was the king of the land, had taken over, violently had taken over Israel. Nebuchadnezzar being the king, Daniel said, To Nebuchadnezzar, think about it. He said, God changes times and seasons. God raises up kings and removes kings. Let us never forget that. There is no political candidate nor party that can fix this nation. You're not big or strong enough. If they could have, they would have already done it. Only the kingdom of God and its operation is the ultimate final answer. But I would encourage you to do so. I would encourage you to look at the platforms of these two parties. And the only thing I want to tell you is this. You need to weigh seriously. The kingdom of God The sanctity of life is being um, really fought against by principalities and powers and demonic forces in this world. There is a party who seems to feel that fetal tissue is just part of a woman's body and she can discard it at will. The Word of God says in Psalm 139, that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, that He knit you together in your mother's womb. The sanctity of life is important to our God. The sanctity of marriage, right from the beginning in Old and New Testament, God has ordained marriage between a man and a woman. It is a holy thing. And there are forces at work to not only declare it legal, but to to endorse marriage of same-sex partners. That is not the kingdom of God. God loves all. God loves all. God loves all, and he loves us all the same. But there are principles that God has ordained. We didn't do it. Also, the kingdom of God would say that God is our provider, not the government. There are forces at work in one of our parties that suggest that socialism and even Marxism would be the next step for our country. And at the heart of that is the government knows better than anybody else and is your source of security. The Lord is my shepherd. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of light. So you figure it out. You pray. And you pray for the Lord, to turn the hearts of the electorate of this nation. Well, that's all I got to say about that. I haven't done that in 30 years, but today was the day. Proverbs 3, let's take a look at it God's holy word. Trust, that's a verb. Trust in the Lord with how much? with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Let's take a look at it again. Trust, rely, put all of your security in the Lord with all of your heart, and don't lean on your own ability to understand and figure it out. In all of your ways, consult him, acknowledge his presence, ask him for his direction, and he shall direct your paths. To trust means to put our confidence, our security in the Lord. Can he be trusted? There's so many horrendous things that are going on in this earth, so many mysteries. And I was so troubled again. And, I, you know, Dean and I can tell you, we still have a mystery about some things. But the Lord said to me the other day quite, quite, very simple word. He said, I have not called you to figure out mysteries. I've called you to believe me. And so that meant to me, be about the Father's business. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, not embracing and, re, and not being saturated with things that I cannot understand. You see, <clears throat> trust is the next step of faith. To have real trust as it relates to the spiritual journey of relationship with the Lord, to have real trust requires that we believe the Word of God. So when all these mysteries happen, when I am right in the middle of something that has just wrestled me to the ground, I don't understand it, and I don't know about you, but I fight to understand stuff. It troubles me when I don't get it, but it doesn't trouble me nearly as much, bud, as it used to. I've learned to trust the one who's got all the mysteries figured out in whose hands I've placed my life. And here's what I know from the Word of God. Well, I turn back to the left just a second. I want to show you this out of Psalm 139. Jeremiah gave us a wonderful message on it not too long ago, but I want you to take a look at it. In Psalm 139, this is this is really something the promise of God. The first verse says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. Okay, I want to ask all of you a question this morning. How many times have you sat down and stood up? Have you been counting those? Now let me ask you another question. How many times have you sat down and stood up in your lifetime? Do you know that your Father knows every time you sit down or stand up? That's right there in the Word. He knows my sitting down and my rising up. Wow. Well, let's go a little further in that marvelous, wonderful, wonderful Word. You know my path and my lying down, verse 3. You understand everything about me. I want you to go over to, the, to verse 10. Uh, I'm sorry, verse uh, 13. You formed my inward parts. You covered me where? In my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. That is in my mother's womb. And skill, skillfully wrought, as if knitted together. Your eyes have seen me before I was ever formed. The raw material didn't